Welcome to the First Assembly of God podcast, a ministry of First Assembly of God in Greencastle, Pennsylvania, where we are passionately pursuing His will, His way. You can find out more about us on our website, greencastle-firstassembly.org. Now, let's dive into today's podcast. All right, ready to dive into His Word today? Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, we're in a, steer, sto- we're in a series called A Spirit-Empowered Church. A Spirit-Empowered Church. The Lord's leading us right now in the season of, of uh, digging into the book of Acts, and it's been a, just an exciting time to read, and uh, I'm actually listening to the book of Acts, and I have an app on my phone. I texted that out this week. There's some uh, resources out there. There's a online websites you can listen to the Bible. There's apps that you can download to listen to the Bible. And uh, I'm listening to a, a dramatic version. So they kind of act it out. It has the music behind it. So it's neat to kind of read his word, to listen to his word. And uh, it's great to do, you know, listen to God's word when you're doing mundane things. How many do mundane things sometimes, you know? Yesterday I was out chopping firewood. How many like to chop? I, I actually enjoy chopping firewood, but man, I got to listen to some good stuff. Or when you're, when you're getting ready for the day, maybe you're brushing your teeth or shaving. I hate shaving, but I do it every single day. And it's like 10 minutes of my day that I could just be staring at myself or I could be listening to something, right? So listen to God's word. Uh, driving, maybe you have a long drive in or a commute and it just gets on your nerves. Like, I just spend all this time in the car. Well, listen to God's word. There are all kinds of ways that God can get his word in our hearts. Amen? And so we're in the series of Spirit-Empowered Church. God's raising up a church today to be a Spirit-Empowered Church. Amen? We don't have time for religious games. We don't have time for spiritual platitudes, as we said last week. There is a real world that is hurting, that's declining rapidly, that's growing darker by the day, and the world is, is, is needing the church to rise up to be a beacon of hope and of life today. These conditions are nothing new for the church. Since the beginning, the church faced evil. The, fir- the church faced darkness. And so we see through the book of Acts it's the story of the, of the development, of the expansion of the body of Christ, of the kingdom of God. We see the church grow and we see the church empowered by the Holy Spirit throughout the book of Acts. And so for a little bit of review, maybe you weren't able to join us or maybe you forgot from last week, here's a little bit of review for us about the book of Acts, okay? Traditionally, it's referred to the Acts of the Apostle, and it most, was most likely written by Luke, a Gentile, and a physician. So we call him Dr. Luke, right? We have Dr. Oz, and we have Dr. Luke today, right? It is believed that he wrote his gospel account, which we call Luke, or Luke's gospel, and the book of Acts as a two-volume work, okay? Luke covering the life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, Acts covering the life of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit through his church. And so you put them together and you see a beautiful picture of what God was doing in the early church in the first century. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is a key verse to understanding the book of Acts. 
Because you're going to see all kinds of things. You're going to go different places and, and different see, meet different people. But we see Acts 1-8 is kind of a guiding key verse for us. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses telling people everywhere, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so last Sunday, we took the time to trace Jesus' teaching on the Holy Spirit leading up to the book of Acts. We saw that Jesus is the Holy Spirit baptizer. John says, I, I baptize you in the waters of repentance, but there's one coming that will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. That is Jesus. Jesus is one with the Father. Jesus is the Holy Spirit promiser, the Holy Spirit sender. We talk about the promised work of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit would do, convicting. He would, be, he would guide his church into all truth. The book of Acts covers about three decades or about 30 years of history of what God was doing to take a movement of a small group of people to shake the empire, the Roman Empire and beyond for Jesus. And so as we read it, we like, how did this happen? How could God take this ragtag bunch of, of fishermen and people, these uneducated, how could he do that? By the power of his Holy Spirit. There was persecution, there was imprisonment, there was shipwrecks, there was all these things coming against this church. But the gates of hell, the powers of hell cannot stand against his church. God is calling, he's leading us today to be a spirit-empowered church. A God that will use, a church that God will use in mighty ways to again shake the nations for Jesus until he comes. Amen? Amen. Do we want to be a part of a spirit-empowered church? Yes. Do we want to be a part of a church that is obedient to the Holy Spirit? So let's open our Bibles. Let's take a look. We're going to cover parts of Acts chapter 1. As I was going through, I wanted to get a little further, but there's just there's so much in here, and we're just going to kind of take a snapshot today of the beginning part of Acts chapter 1. And we're going to just go where the Holy Spirit leads us throughout this series, okay? And we might not cover the entire book. We might, you know, highlight certain, certain sections and areas, and we'll just... Do where the Lord leads us. So Acts chapter 1, let's start with verse number 1 this morning. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do, to do and teach until, until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Would you bow your heads and let's pray today. Jesus, help us today. Help us to hear your word, to, to read your word, to understand your word. Most of all, help us to obey your word today. Help us, Jesus, to be a spirit empowered church, a spirit-empowered people, Lord, that are hungry for you, that are rooted in your word, that are obedient to your Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Verse 1 says, in my first book, 
Remember, Luke wrote Acts and Luke. And so let's read the introduction of Luke's first book. Luke chapter 1, the first four verses. It says, many people, Luke says, have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. And here's what Luke says. He says, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Dr. Luke, he carefully collects eyewitness sources and accounts to write an accurate account of the life the death, the resurrection of Jesus in his gospel account and to show the outworking, the power of the Holy Spirit through the gospel, through the first early church in the book of Acts. And it says in verses 1 to 3 that for 40 days after he suffered and died, Jesus appeared to the, to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And so we see that after Jesus, after his death and resurrection, he appeared to the apostles. He proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. He proved to them he was alive. It was sure, it was decisive, it was unmistakable that Jesus was now alive. They thought he was dead, but he proved to them that he was alive. Let's see this interaction in Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, starting with verse 35. This is kind of the end of, of a section that we were reading last week as well. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, he asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands, look at my feet, you can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost. Because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. And he spoke. He showed them his hands and feet. Still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it as they watched. And so Acts tells us that in those days after his death, after his resurrection, he appeared to them, he proved that he was alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God, about his kingdom, the kingdom he came to establish. The Holy Spirit was already working in the disciples. He was already making giving them instructions, making clear instructions and teaching for the apostles, impressing on them the reality of who he was, the truth of who he was. It's important here to see that Jesus didn't give secret teachings or special additional teachings 
to others, Jesus took his scriptures and he revealed himself to his apostles through the scriptures. I want to say that again. Jesus didn't give some secret teaching because there's, there's some in the early church that believed and there was secret knowledge. They were called the Gnostics. You had, to, you had to attain some spiritual maturity to receive some secret knowledge from God. And No, Jesus just took the scriptures that they were familiar with and he, he revealed himself to them through the scriptures. Jesus revealed himself to his followers through the scriptures. He took them through passages that they had read, they had heard about all their life, and then the Holy Spirit shined his light and revealed to them that it was pointing and speaking about Jesus. As I was studying this and reading this, I wanted to give a few felt the Holy Spirit give us a few words of caution today because there's a lot of false teaching out there. There's a lot of deception today. If you or I or any are listening to, to someone giving fresh revelation that's not rooted in God's word, be careful because it probably is not coming from God. Any new teaching or fresh revelation is always going to be rooted in his word traced back and founded upon his word there's not new books of the bible there's not new teachings there's there is the word of god amen and so we need to be aware of that there's there's all kinds of books you can read and youtube videos and people on there that might try to convince you otherwise well God just revealed this new book of the Bible to me and I'm going to write this down no there's only God's word we need to stick to his word the Holy Spirit will give us direction and teaching and he will lead us and guide us but it will always come back and be founded on his word we're not like the Gnostics of the first century that were, that were hoping to attain some special secret knowledge that God would give us, but he wouldn't give to others. No. If we will seek him, he will reveal his word to us by his Holy Spirit. Through Jesus, we all have access. We all have access to the revelation of God and who he is by his Holy Spirit. We're not like others that might believe there's other books or other this or that or there's other prophets that, that, that are superior to Jesus or to that. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We believe that Jesus came, he died, he rose again for your sins and for my sins and we need to put our faith and our trust in Jesus alone. And as we seek him, the Holy Spirit will lead us by his word the holy spirit will lead us to his word is the holy spirit will lead us through his word to live out our faith for jesus we live in a youtube tiktok culture and there's lots of kind of uh like as i said lots of teaching and things out there so it, it doesn't matter if you come across something that's popular or, man, look how many people watch this. If it's not rooted in his word, 
If it's someone teaching something beyond his word, then it's probably something you don't need to be listening to or watching. Doesn't matter how good it makes you feel. There's times that maybe there's a teaching out there that's, that's contrary to his word, but it makes you feel good. You're like, oh man, that just, that just makes me feel good. It doesn't matter. If it's not rooted in his word, it's not for you. It doesn't matter what others say about it. Well, you should watch this or you should read this. This is, this is amazing. This changed my life. If it's not rooted in his word, if it's not founded in his word, then it's not for us. A spirit-empowered church is rooted in the word of God. Spirit-empowered church is rooted in the word of God. Here's a glimpse into how Jesus revealed himself to his followers through his word. If you look at Luke chapter 24, starting with verse 44, it says, Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Here it is in verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead. On the third day, it was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of these things. Jesus took the apostles, took his, his followers to the word of God. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures, helping them to see how all of scripture pointed people to Jesus and to his kingdom. I find it powerful because prior to this, the scriptures had simply been Bible stories to the disciples. Stories that they were raised, they heard the stories, they, they listened, they, they probably could quote the stories and had them memorized, but they still missed that it was teaching them about Jesus, the Messiah. But now the scriptures were the revelation of Jesus Christ and his kingdom to the apostles, and it changed their lives. They could now see the truth, the reality of the gospel and the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. They could see now that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah, that Jesus is the suffering servant of Isaiah, that Jesus is the shepherd king of Psalm 23, that Jesus is the Passover lamb, he is the spotless lamb of the temple, temple sacrifices, Jesus is the eternal Davidic king, Jesus is the offspring of the woman in Genesis 3 who would strike the head of the enemy. And so all these stories and promises and the, the prophets and all of it made sense in that moment. And these apostles were sent out to preach the good news, to tell others about Jesus, to tell others that Jesus is alive. Turn with me to Acts chapter 3. Let's read some parts of 
the message that they went around sharing. Acts chapter 3, Peter, it says this in verse 12. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd, people of Israel, he said. What is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed, and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Friends, I realize that what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance. But God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about the Messiah. That he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord and he will send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. For he must remain in heaven until the time for the restoration of all things as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Then Moses said, anyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel, every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets, and you are included in the covenant God promised to your ancestors. For God said to Abraham, through your descendants, all the families on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant Jesus, he sent him first to you, people of Israel, to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. And so you see Peter, he's impacted, he's he's. He's received the revelation that who Jesus is through his word, and he's preaching it to this Jewish audience here. Acts chapter 10. Are you with me today? Do we need to do jumping jacks or anything? You're so quiet this morning. Maybe if I whisper. Here's Peter preaching to the Gentile audience. He says this in uh, Acts chapter 10, starting with verse 34. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is a message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles 
are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. And so Jesus, he rose from the dead and he met with his apostles and he taught them, he proved to them that he was alive. He taught them that who he was through the scriptures. He revealed to, to them who he was. But before Acts chapter three, before Acts chapter 10, before Peter goes and preaches the good news, before they all go, Jesus instructs them that they must first wait. Before they go, Jesus instructs them that they must first wait. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives a promise with an instruction. The promise is that the gift of the Holy Spirit would come and would baptize or immerse them with the Holy Spirit, would fill the believers with power from heaven. He, just, he explains it, he describes it as. That's the promise, the power of God through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the instruction to them is to stay and to wait until the promise is received. And that is exactly what Jesus' followers did. We see that in Acts 1, verses 12 and 14. Jesus says, stay and wait. I think for them, it probably would have been hard to wait. You know, have you ever had something, it was hard to wait for something, and you just want to jump the gun, and you want to get in? But Jesus says, before you go, before you, they were probably so excited. Man, this is who he is. I, I can't wait to go share it. But he says, before you go, you need to wait for the promise. It says in verse 12 in chapter 1, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who are present, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. It says in verse 15 that during this time, there was about 120 believers together in one place. Jesus says, before you go, before you go and preach the good news, before you go and heal the sick and raise the dead, before you do all that, you need to stay, you need to wait. 
And what did they do? The church gathered for prayer. They gathered together. A spirit-empowered church is an obedient church. It's an obedient church. Question, will you obey Jesus today? As you read his word, as, as you spend time in prayer, as you spend time in worship and the Holy Spirit prompts you or the Holy Spirit guides you or he directs you, will you say yes to Jesus? Will it move beyond a Bible story or a Bible teaching? It will it move to impact your life and motivate you to live it out? The apostles, they were raised with good teaching. They had heard the scriptures. They had heard the stories. They knew all the stories. They knew all the scriptures, but they still missed Jesus until Jesus revealed himself to him. I'm sure in churches today across America, there's people that know the stories. Or maybe people not even in church, but man, they were raised in church. They know the stories. They know the teachings. They know about Jonah. They know about Noah. They know about all the stories of the Bible, but they have missed Jesus. It's become more about religion and rules and, and this and that, and they've totally missed Jesus. And Jesus is saying, will you be an obedient church today a church that hears his word reads his word and then obeys what God is speaking leads to the next thing a spirit empowered church is a hungry church hungry church he says before you go you need to stay and you wait and you need to wait in Jerusalem I'm sure not everyone went to the temple and prayed because it says only 120 believers at that time. There are probably some that went home, some that went on their own way. But there was 120 who were hungry, who were desperate. Those that says, okay, God, it's your will, your way. It, maybe I, it's not the way I'd do it. Maybe I'd do something different. Or Maybe we're all excited. Jesus just sent us out right now, but he said to wait, so I'm going to go and wait together. Are you hungry? Are you desperate for Jesus, for all that God has for you today? God is raising us up to be a mighty, spirit-empowered church that is rooted in his word, that is obedient to him, that is hungry for all that God has. Are you rooted in his word? Am I obedient to his Holy Spirit? Are we hungry for all that God has? Would you stand with me as we close this time? Let's spend some time seeking after the Lord today.
Maybe today you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you know the Bible. Maybe you know the stories. Maybe you know them better than anyone else in the room. But maybe today you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you don't know the Bible. Maybe you don't know the stories. But today you sense, I need Jesus in my life. I've had enough religion. I've had enough this or that. I I need something real and genuine. I, I need the real deal today. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. If that's you, if you'd be so bold, would you just lift your hands? I just, I need Jesus today. Yes, many hands today. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Jesus, you see each of us. Lord, that Lord, that you would respond today to those that say, Lord, I need Jesus. Lord, would you reveal so, so powerfully to each and every one of them who you are. Lord, that you died on the cross for all of our sins, that when we put our trust and our faith in you, Jesus, Lord, we are a child of God. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. No matter what we've been through or what we've gone through or what we know or what we don't know, Jesus, you've come to seek, to save the lost. And that hasn't changed. So do it today, Jesus. Seek and save the lost. Heal the hurting. Restore the broken today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Maybe you've been a part of reading some things or listening to some things that maybe if it gotten you really confused and you thought you knew what you believed and now you're just like, I, I don't know what I believe. This person says this and this person says that. And, but maybe today it's Jesus is drawing you back to his word. What is, what is my word? What does God's word say? If that's you, I'd encourage you to, to get rid of the distractions, get rid of the things that confuse you. Turn off the apps or turn off the videos that confuse you. And would you go after God through his word? If you dig into his word, God will speak to you. He will reveal to you. It will be clear to you. It won't be confusing. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. There's tools. There's all kinds of references that can, that can help guide us and direct us. But we need the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us our hearts and our lives and if you would approach him with a with a spirit of humility a spirit of faith that God I believe that you're going to help me I don't know and God you're going to help me understand you're going to help me know what to do and step by step God will lead you God will make it so clear to you. So Jesus, right now, would you make it so clear to each and every person, Lord, as as they go to your word. Lord, they, they don't just, their default isn't just YouTube or TikTok or some app, but Lord, the default is the, is the word of God. As they go to your word, Jesus, 
Holy Spirit, that you'll shine the light of your spirit on your word. You'll make it so clear. Maybe they won't understand everything. Maybe that you'll just lead them step by step. Step by step. Jesus, would you bring people out of confusion? Bring people out of that haze where everything's just kind of murky and they don't know what to think or what to believe. Lord, would you make it so clear? Lord, that we'd be a church rooted in your word. Rooted in your word. Lord, we thank you for all the tools and the books and the speakers and this and that. But Lord, may we always be rooted in your word. last thing I want to pray is just that prayer of obedience and hunger. Jesus has a mission for each of us to accomplish. For some of it's going to our workplace and it's being the best worker that we can be and to, to share Jesus with those that he gives us opportunity to and we need his power, we need his presence, we need his guiding, his leading, maybe it's going to school, being a great student, being a great friend, loving others, sharing Jesus with others, sharing hope with others, maybe it's at home being a great mom or grandmother or grandfather or father, raising up a family that loves Jesus wherever God has placed us, whatever he's called us to do, that we'd be obedient to him. We'd be hungry to say, God, whatever you want to do, do it through me. Holy Spirit, would you, would you work through me? Would you empower me? Would you use me to make a difference in this world today? Jesus, I pray for each of us, wherever you placed us, Lord, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our homes, our families, our relationships, sports teams, activities, Lord, wherever you've put us and placed us, would you lead us, would you guide us, would you empower us by your spirit to be who you've called us to be, to do what you've called us to do, to make a difference in this world. Give us the words to speak. Give us the heart to listen. Lord, that you'd work even through the gifts of the Holy Spirit through us. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment, Lord Jesus. Gifts of healing, gifts of faith, workings of miracles, Jesus. 
Would you do that through your church, wherever you've placed us? In an office building. In a, in a truck, in a, in a garage, in a, in a warehouse, wherever we are, Lord, in a school classroom. That you'd raise us up to be a spirit-empowered church that makes a difference wherever we're, we're at. Watching our kids, raising, being an influence in our grandkids, whatever it is, Lord, that you'd use us to make a difference for your kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and share it with those you know. Our prayer is that you will find true and lasting life in a relationship with Jesus and that you will live to do His will, His way, for His glory.